It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Thanks for being with us today. We are really, really excited for all of the good stuff that God is doing uh, in our lives, all of our lives, as we go through these journeys together. Uh, thanks for being with us in November. It's a new month. We're starting out a new series. And of course, because it's the month of November, we're really focusing on the word gratitude. We're going to talk about how to be grateful, what it means to be grateful. And we're going to hear some amazing testimonies uh, later on this month from individuals who have had significant challenges in their lives and yet have found a way to be grateful through those times. Now, as we start today, I just want to share a, a quick story. I have in two different places uh, in my life purchased uh, two shirts this fall season, this November, and both of them have the word gratitude on them. One's a t-shirt and it says gratitude all over it in, in white print. And one of them is ginormous and bold. And then I found at TJ Maxx the other day, just the sweatshirt that across it, it just says uh, gratitude. And I just look at the fact that so many things around us have this word gratitude across them. And both times when I wear these shirts, it is amazing, Debbie. Uh, the response that I'm getting and the way people call out what I'm wearing and say, oh my goodness, I just love that shirt. You know, I can just, uh, you've shown me pictures of your shirt, Laura, <laughs> and I can picture somebody in a store waiting in line, looking at your shirt going, yeah. so you're a grateful person, kind of almost, <laughs> almost a little bit sarcastic about it, but it yeah. opens up a door because yeah. I think when you stand in line, especially as we're heading into the season of lines, um, there's not a lot of happy, grateful looking people in line. That's and right. so there is something attractive or at least that piques somebody's curiosity when you are bold enough to put the words gratitude across, you know, your shirt. What is it about you that you're grateful for? And I think there's this inner part of us that is longing to feel grateful. And maybe, maybe that's just a uh, uh, someone's grasping at straws, like, please tell me one reason why I could be thankful mm, today or grateful because mm. they're longing for it. But unless you align your perspective with God's perspective or your lifestyle with his desired lifestyle for you, you find yourself struggling to walk mm. in gratitude. Uh, can you imagine if you put a shirt on where it said, I'm not grateful or in gratitude? <laughs> It's not really an attractive quality and it's definitely going to look awful on a yeah. t-shirt. Although yeah. I would bet it makes a lot of people make comments on that yes. too. It's exactly what I was thinking. I want, the comments would be very different, but I wonder what they would be. But yeah, I'm sure it would attract a lot of attention as well. Yep. You know, as I have been watching on Facebook or Instagram or whatnot, I saw this uh, picture for the Gratitude Pumpkin. And I've shared this story a couple of times on the Facebook group and also just on my Facebook page. Um, and this story goes in so many different directions. But I feel like this is a, a perfect place to start this month. I had seen this Facebook post and went out and bought a pumpkin because somebody was making a gratitude pumpkin. And she had just written these beautiful words about all of the things that she was grateful for in gorgeous script. And she just kind of started at the top and she did such a beautiful job of just kind of swirling these words in a perfect circular motion, you know, around her pumpkin. And when she posted a picture of it, it was this gorgeous pumpkin with so many beautiful words on it, surrounded by, you know, fall leaves and berries and whatnot. And I looked at that and I was like, 
Oh, again, just like you said, my heart was drawn toward it because I want, you know, I want to express gratitude. And I thought I am going to make that pumpkin. I've got this, you know, I'm at a place in my life. I've got this grandbaby. I, I want to establish um, a good routines. tradition. Yeah, yeah traditions, tradition. traditions of, of gratitude for us. And so I went out and bought my pumpkin and I started it. I got my Sharpie out and I just started making, you know, words on there. But Jesus, Dan, Lily, Emily, you know, really started making my words on there. And I gave the sharpie to dan and i was like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna gratitude pumpkin <laughs> told him what the rules were we're gonna write these words in a circular motion and when i came back in he had taken the sharpie and had drawn a picture of a cat his favorite cat tortilla you know and he did it right smack in the middle of the pumpkin and i was kind of like oh, deep breath okay i'm not gonna freak out about it the gratitude pumpkin did not turn out the way i want it to but it's i'm still grateful i'm still grateful right then, of course, I, Emily came in and I gave her the Sharpie and she just wrote a great big word right in the middle. Again, did not flow with the flow that I wanted on this pumpkin to look. It, my pumpkin's lo starting to look further and further away from the gratitude pumpkin I had seen on Facebook. And then Lily took the Sharpie and, of course, Lily can do no wrong. So, you know, right. she drew this squiggle down the side of it and I was like, that's perfect. It was the most beautiful squiggle you'd ever yeah. seen. I actually felt bad for the lady on Facebook that she didn't have that squiggle, right? Right. In the middle right. of her gorgeous writing, she needed a squiggle. But anyway, here I've got... Um, here I've got this gratitude pumpkin. It doesn't look like the other gratitude pumpkin. And it just kind of, at first I was like, well, this didn't turn out the way I thought it would. But then, Deb, I was kind of like, you know what? I am so grateful that my pumpkin doesn't look like the other people's. And I'm so grateful for everyone who has imperfectly written on my gratitude pumpkin. I think sometimes it's our perspective change, right? All of a sudden, I was grateful for the thing that actually had been kind of driving me nuts all day. The people weren't following my rules um, but grateful for the way that people did things on their own. So that's what I'm grateful for. Kind of my list real quick, kind of a quick story about the fact that things don't always go our own way, but we can be grateful for so many things in the middle of it. What are you grateful for today, Debbie, as, as we're starting this uh, month on gratitude? Well, Laura, if I was going to get a hold of a Sharpie and touch your <laughs> pumpkin, do you know what I would write on it? I would write doing doing life with Laura. Oh, I, I'm looking Deb. at you on Zoom as Aww. we this, and I think of how we met when I you were 18, mm. I was 19, because I've always been the older woman, apparently. <laughs> and and I'm grateful for all these decades of doing life with you and Amen. the fun of that friendship. So me too. There's a lot of things I could write, but on your pumpkin, <laughs> and I would do it in squiggle writing. Um, I'm gonna probably put a laughing face next to it. Um, I would put just my friendship with you for all these years. So thank you for awesome. being a friend. You Thank know, we you. did an interesting thing. We looked up the word gratitude on vocabulary.com and it, it just sometimes just adds a new twist, which I think is kind of fun. Uh, vocabulary.com said that gratitude means thanks and appreciation. It's that warm feeling. You ready for this? Because you and I so relate <laughs> to this. It's that warm feeling you get when you remember that person who told you to drop your 1980s hairstyle and get with the new millennium already. And I laugh because you and I had that big yes. hair yes. that needed Aquanet to hold it up back when it. we met at the end of the 80s. But it, it's just the way they described it. You know, I love grat it. Gratitude sounds kind of like attitude. Yep. And, and the word gratis, which you put it together, right, comes from the Latin word, which means thankful and pleasing. But here's the catch with this. It's gratitude is when you are feeling um, grateful because somebody did something for you 
and you're pleased with the results, you don't carry a sense that I need to pay it back. Mm. It's it's just purely I'm grateful that you did this versus all right, you did this now. I'm indebted to you. Mm. You're just really appreciative that they they gave you something, they did something, and you were pleased with the results. Well, Deb, that is a wow. And I say that is a wow because um, we have so many people to be th- grateful for in our lives, you know, people that don't expect anything in return. But I can't help but hear that concept of what gratitude means and that it's not indebtedness and we don't have to pay anything back. And I think as Christians right away, it comes down to Christ, you know, our attitude of gratitude because of what Christ did for us. I mean, he went to the cross, he paid the price so that we can have eternal abundant life. And there is nothing we can do. I mean, even if we wanted to do something to pay him back, there is nothing that we can do, nothing that we can pay him back. And so he doesn't ask us to pay him back. There's nothing we could do at all to pay him back. And so I hear your, your definition there and I go, okay, wow, I am so grateful for what he did on the cross. And and boy, I mean, if that's not a place to start when we look at an attitude of gratitude. I think it's like foundation. It's the soil where gratitude, thankfulness does not just come out of the goodness of our hearts because we know that there's too many times our circumstances are not birthing gratitude out of us. Yep. Right. You just can't force that. So where are you pulling it from? It's got to come out of that soil that has been established by him, that relationship with him. Yep. He went there first and gave everything. Right. And and we need to pull back to that place and remember what's been done for us. It's like it's like the soil. It's where it all grows out of it. Yep. And that helps set the stage for us to daily walk with the spirit of Thanksgiving. I mean, a lot of people are going to be sitting around eating turkey this month and all right, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful? And those are good traditions, but are you waking up on Friday morning and Saturday morning and Sunday morning and experiencing a heart that just Mm. blooms gratitude? That's, that's a daily thing. And that's got to come out of that soil of appreciating and being grateful for what he's done. Amen. Amen. You know, I think it's it's easy sometimes to, uh, I don't know, to check out things online or read a book or whatever it might be. Um, ways to grow a grateful heart or here's some things you can do to, you know, really cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Um, I think that's important to really be working on becoming more grateful. But at the same time, I think that there are things in life that are kind of traps or things that want to steal our attitude of gratitude. I think there are things that the enemy lays out there for us to keep us from being grateful. And so while it's important to know how to cultivate a grateful heart, I think it's also important to know what some of the traps or things are that would keep us or want to keep us from having that grateful heart uh, that we are supposed to have as Christian people. And so we're going to look at four of those things today. You know, clearly, I'm sure all of us could come up with probably 10, 12, 15 different things that keep them from having a grateful heart. And no, none of them should be somebody else in your life, right? These are four <laughs> things that that we can intentionally do in order to keep ourselves from falling into the attitude of ingratitude, like you said, would not look good on a t-shirt. I think that's a, there's a critical comparison here. Satan doesn't steal our joy. He doesn't steal our gratitude. He lays opportunities to think 
differently in front of yep. us. And we're the ones that make the choice. Yep. That's right. Whether we walk, cause we choose to focus on something that we lose our joy or we lose that's our right. grateful heart, but it's a trap. That's exactly what it is. He doesn't have that authority to steal anything from us, but we that's actually right. hand it over. That's right. Right. We hand it over when we step into the trap. So the first yep. one, Laura is that can really trip us up is when we shift our focus off of God and onto what we want. We get very, but we're selfish people by name, by nature. Right. And you think of the first sin with Adam and Eve, it's about, why don't you look at yourself, what you can become, right. Rather than who God is. And I think that's what Satan is always trying to draw our attention off of God, off of his perception, a perspective of the situation off of um, his guidelines and onto everything else that's going to be for our comfort, right. According to this will also make your life better if you just watch out for your own interests. Yep. But Jesus doesn't tell us to watch after our own interests. He says, you seek first his kingdom, things that are important to him. I mean, Matthew 22, 37 and 38, he doesn't tell you run around loving yourself. Yeah, he exactly. says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Love in the same way. He's assuming that, that you already have chosen to love yourself because God has told you to do that, to appreciate who he's made you to be, but he doesn't walk or he doesn't fill the scriptures with, here's how you take care of your back. You know, here's how you watch after yourself. When we are shifted into what's in it for me, you know, how come someone is not serving me? They're not watching, watching for my needs, man, Satan blows that up with lots of opportunities to be irritated with other people. And and what does that do with community? It pulls it apart. Yep. Because there's groups of people not taking care of each other. So gratitude is like the glue that starts to put people together. It connects you to other people. Think of all the one another's in the New Testament. Yes. Right? They're all these things that are to bind a community t- together, to build churches and to build relationships. It's that is a killjoy, right? That is a stealer of um not a steal, it's a trap. It's a trap that pulls us off of gratitude is looking all about me at myself. Absolutely. Um, I love that. I love the fact that when we are others focused and God focused, we are going to find ourselves with a more grateful heart. And so that's a great um, place to start is we want to make sure we are not focused on ourselves, but we are focused on the Lord and focused on others first. Uh, another thing that can be a trap, another thing that can keep us from walking in an attitude of gratitude and wow, this is huge, right? It is our perspective and that's it, our perspective on our circumstances. And so I really want to make sure we understand it is our perspective on our circumstances. We can't say that something that hinders an attitude of gratitude in our heart is our circumstances, right? Because we know, and we're going to see in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, God tells us that we are to give thanks in all circumstances. So there is no circumstance in our life, no matter how hard, difficult to walk, that we are not called to have a grateful heart in during that season. But our perspective on our circumstances can be something that keeps us from cultivating that gratitude that God has told us to have in our heart. Uh, when we determine our attitude on our circumstances, um, we can all find pieces of our story that don't look like something we should be grateful for. But the Bible really tells us in this 
passage in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, that gratitude needs to be the lens that we see our circumstances through all of our circumstances. So it's almost like we can look at our circumstances and we can see them one way and become ungrateful, or we can look at them through God's lens of gratitude and see them in a different perspective, which all goes back to the fact that, Deb, the gratitude's a choice right? The perspective we have on our circumstances is a choice. Are we going to allow, and I think this is the key phrase here, are we going to allow our circumstances to determine our attitude? Or are we going to let our attitude of gratitude determine how we're going to view our circumstances? And I think that is ginormous right there. Mm-hmm. What's driving the bus, right? right is it our right. attitude or is it our attitude of gratitude? Is it our circumstances or is it our heart of gratitude? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 doesn't only say give thanks in all circumstances. It says, this is huge too, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And when I read something in the word of God, and I actually should do a little study on this. How many times does the Bible say this is the will of God for you, right? If if the Lord is going to tell me that this is the will of God in Christ for me, then I am definitely going to do it or desire to do it and really work at it with my whole heart. Because how many times do we say, I don't know what God's will is for me? Well, you know what? Maybe it starts with having a grateful heart for the places that we are, even when we don't understand those places. I love Bill Johnson's phrase. and We, we bring it up and it's always worth bringing up what you focus on gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. you focus. It's about that perspective. Yep. So, yep. if I'm looking at taking care of my own needs, my needs get bigger. Yep. If I'm looking at the the circumstances that I'm not thrilled about, then I'm focusing on how they are awful. Yep. And then the third piece would be if you're focusing on comparison. Comparison. That's not even a word. Comparison <laughs> should be comparing. <laughs> if I'm focused on the fact that I can't say it, I will struggle more. <laughs> Um, just the comparison game. I mean, that is such a female thing. Hmm. You know, you walk into a room full of women, you know, you know, the eyeballs uh-huh. are looking from the hair yep. to the shoe. Yep. Right. Yep. And there's this yep. comparison game. And that is such a, a a deterrent to having a heart of gratitude. Teddy Roosevelt had a great um, quote. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Right. Because joy is not joy is uh, coming from deep within. Mm-hmm. coming from deep within but he, if satan can get our eyes sidetracked on superficial things circumstances who has more or less than me better or worse than me it really it gets all our attention back on ourselves again and what does yep. that do it pulls us apart from each other because because no matter who you compare yourself to there's there's going to be two reactions you're either going to get jealous or angry because you don't have what they have and you forget then your blessings because you're focusing on what you don't have. Or on the flip side, you can start walking around going with pride. Man, I think I have trumped her. You know, I'm Mm. better in these areas. And those polar reactions, whether it's jealousy or pride, they they just take the, the gratitude right out of your heart because you're always focused on what you're lacking. Versus on what you do have, which should be that foundation, that soil of what you have in Christ that nobody can take away from you. Uh, I love Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. There is a connection there between 
thankfulness and peace. When you are focused on how I don't measure up or I'm better than them, it takes away peace on the inside. So there's a definite correlation between the two. And we're designed to be all in one body of Christ. So here you have this perhaps this room full of women. And I, and I say women, because women, I think are tough on each other this way. We're all one body. We're all sisters with the same heavenly father, Mm -hmm. but comparison divides. Yep. That's right. But if you can live without comparison, you will have a greater heart of gratitude and that aroma of Christ, that grateful spirit that you carry is such a healer, such a uniter of people, but you have got to get your eyes off of what you feel like you lack and get back to the basics of what you already have. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just, uh, honestly, I love every single one of these because I think that they're just really practical and I can see in my own life how I can get tripped up in all of these different, um, different things that keep me from having a grateful heart. I always love to, Deb, to like go backwards, like work backwards. So you've said three already. We're going to talk about one more. How many of these things can you kind of say, all right, if I'm operating from a spirit of jealousy or pride, like you were just talking about with comparison, then, hmm, or if I'm finding I don't have a grateful heart in this situation, perhaps I should take a couple steps back. Is there some place where I'm having uh, a challenge with uh, envy or with pride, right? Or mm-hmm. is there a place where my eyes, my perspective on my circumstances has uh, is misaligned, is, isn't correct? So I love the fact that any of these, we can take them and work background, work back in order to see if there's some place we need to fix in order to have that grateful heart that God has called us um, to have. But another reason we may not have a heart that is grateful or something that wants to keep us from having a heart that's grateful is old roots, um, the word that you had been using earlier in the soil of our hearts um, that need to be dug up. How many times have you heard, you know, you need to cultivate an attitude of gratitude, cultivate gratitude in your heart? Well, it's hard to grow new roots in a heart full of bad roots. Mm -hmm. And so what we need to do first is recognize, again, if you're feeling like you're having a hard time with gratitude, go back and see, are there roots that need to be pulled up? You know, bitterness, man, that's a big root. Anger, envy, like we just talked about, what are the roots in our heart that need to be dug up in order to allow room and healthy soil for the seeds of gratitude to be planted and grow? If you kind of build on that relation, like that picture you're describing, let's go under the surface and you've got all these roots that are trying to grow but they're getting jammed up by some big old bitter roots that have been there for a long time, possibly even for generations. And so they're having trouble really digging down through the soil because they're getting tripped up on these roots. Forgiveness is the piece that cuts off the generational roots. You know, whether it was things in your, your people who came before you or choices that you've made where you are just angry with somebody was you were hurt and now you're angry and bitter. It's not just a matter of saying, I'm just going to pull out these things. That's impossible to do. Forgiveness is what pulls out those old roots of bitterness. There's no other way around it. Yep. Yep. Unless you, unless you deal with the forgiveness piece, you know, you're going to keep hitting them at some point. That's true. That's true. All right. So we need to operate in forgiveness, get those old roots torn up and out. And then look what Colossians 2, 7 says. Oh, I mean, don't, we just love God's word. Clearly we love God's word. And we love the fact that it applies to every single part of our life. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. 
then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught. And get this, then you will overflow with thankfulness. All right. So I look at that verse and I go, okay. So like you just said, operate in forgiveness, tear up all those old roots that are not good for your heart. Plant that attitude of gratitude. Let those roots grow down deep into your heart, right? Then your lives will be built on him. Your faith will grow strong on the truth that you taught. And the end result of a have, having a heart that is full of strong roots uh, grounded in the truth of his word is that you are overflowing in gratitude. So it's almost like if you want a new habit, if you want a new attitude, if you want to keep practicing gratitude, uh, pull up the old stuff and get ready to plant some new uh, habits, new routines based on the concept of gratitude. I mean, perhaps you feel like you struggle, you know, so you're listening to this and you go, I really struggle with complaining, um, a judging heart. I'm jealous. You know, I get irritated with people and I have trouble thinking of things that I'm thankful for. It's a lot easier to think of a list of things that I wish I had. And, and you're like, honestly, I don't know how to start. Well, it's almost like taking off a dirty shirt. You know, like I need to take off the dirty shirt before I put this gratitude shirt on. You ask God for forgiveness. God, I have walked with a complaining attitude and my words have been complaining and start listing out maybe some of these things that we've described, the selfish, you know, the viewpoint. I look at my circumstances with the wrong perspective. Ask him for his forgiveness that you've done that and say, it's like, God, as you're forgiving me, it's like I'm taking off these wrong attitudes and then I can place on me, starting with, thank you for Jesus in the cross. Amen. It's like putting a new layer, a new shirt on that is full of gratitude. It's, it's something you have to be intentional about, but you just can't suddenly decide to walk in gratitude and still be wearing old attitudes underneath. So ask forgiveness for that, because think about it. If somebody, if I gave you this amazing gift, Laura, like this amazing gift, but you've been walking around saying for Debbie for years, you've never given me a gift, never given mm, me a gift. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's right here, but you need to stop complaining about something from the past and just enjoy what I'm giving you in the present. We just can't, we can't wear both, both attitudes at the same time. We need to, we need to take off the old and put on the new. That's right. And it is a choice, Debbie. It's every, honestly, sometimes it's every day, every moment, every hour, right, where we have to um, make a, an intentional choice to walk in that way and, and bring about that shift in our thinking, how we react to situations, how we react uh, to others around us, and really how we live. And so I think this is just a great place to start for our month. Um, I know, Deb, you're going to share a little bit about what's coming up this month, um, but it's just a great place to start by identifying the things that might trip us up because we want to go into this month together as people who really do have grateful hearts. We want to go into this month as people who are focused on others and not ourselves, who have God's perspective on our circumstances and not our own. You know, we don't live as people of comparison and we are individuals who are pulling up those old roots, seeing God pull those old roots up out of us so that we can have that, those new roots planted in us. Laura, the next two weeks, we're super excited for, we have special guests that are coming. Um, next week, we're going to hear from Jonathan Gonzalez, and he has a powerful, powerful testimony of how God enabled him to have a grateful spirit through a life 
altering experience when he was uh, just a teenager where God brought him to himself um, in salvation. Powerful story. I know you're going to really be chomping at the bit to hear that again. Mm -hmm, And then following Jonathan is Missy Reimer. These are Ocean City friends of mine. And Missy um, was given a diagnosis where in, in the human um, frame of mind, you would say, start planning your funeral and, and she's alive and well today. And, but she had to walk through hard. She Mm -hmm. had to make the choice, the intentional choice to every day walk in gratitude and uh, the powerful testimony. So if you're sitting there going, you know, this is all like rainbows and unicorns, you know what I mean? It's just, um, it doesn't work that way when life is hard. These next two weeks, um, you're going to hear two people who have truly walked through what we talked about today in the hard and yep. God has seen them through it. Yep. It ha- was not easy, right? It was not easy. And yet he was faithful and they, they carry, they wear a t-shirt that says I'm grateful, right? Amen. Yep. We, that's right. You should probably give them your t-shirt. So we, <laughs> we are excited for what God has this coming month. Um, so if you have been encouraged or blessed by this podcast, um, please feel free to share it with your friends, put it on your social media. We are grateful that you joined us. We're grateful. We are grateful we for all of you, for all your, our faithful listeners. And we love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And remember, it's all about perspective. So keep your eyes on him and start listing off the things that you're grateful for, starting with um, Beyond the Building. We're very glad for for our listening audience. Love you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more. 